0: Welcome, everybody, to episode four of the Photography Brothers. That is a podcast hosted by myself, Jared Poirier. Uh, I'm a videographer and photographer here in Toronto, and I'm joined by Michael Costa. I also take photos. (laughs) Well known to take photos. I've actually been uh, taking more photos than usual, man. I was just saying um, that with the Doing the daily vlog, it's really given me a reason to get out and get some photos taken and really experiment and learn new stuff about the capabilities of my
1: camera. There's always more to learn, man. Always more to learn. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's something where, I mean, we were, like you said, we were talking about that a little bit before we started shooting here. That's something I need to start doing is is um, potentially using video as a platform for me to just begin experimenting again in photography as an excuse almost, right? So it's it's awesome, man. I I I love the content you've been putting out and you're uh, you're you're motivating me, man. To go and buddy. do that. Nice, nice.
0: So it's the first episode of uh 2021 and uh, first photography brothers of a new year. How's
1: uh how's your year going so far, boss? Oh my god, it is a new year. Um <laughs> it's uh it's okay, man. It's okay. There hasn't been enough time to ruin the year yet for yeah. me <laughs> Definitely. Um, or to make it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been okay so far. It's been okay. How about yourself?
0: nice uh mine's mine's going pretty well I've got some pretty big ambitions for this year some pretty uh big plans I was down uh at the skating rink because I've been going skating pretty often I go nice. to there's like a hockey rink uh near my house that I go to and the people down there I was like asking them the same question like yeah you guys think it's gonna be a good year how's your year going and they are like we don't want to jinx it <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> it's an o- yeah we're not
1: talking about last year
0: yeah it's yeah. an o- it's an okay year you know because everybody in uh, 2020 was like, this is going to be my year. And uh, yeah, we all we all know how that went.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. It's
0: but I think rough. it's going to be a good one and filled with uh, at least many excellent podcasts. I can I can guarantee that many excellent episodes of Photography Brothers coming to you guys in 2021, probably biweekly, maybe weekly. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um we're but not episode. doing
1: daily vlogs together, Jerry. <laughs>
0: we're doing daily <laughs> podcasts. I'm gonna do daily vlogs, daily podcasts and I'm gonna make a feature film every day. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, that's a little too much. Okay, anyways, um, yeah, so we've got some excellent podcasts coming for you guys and uh, today's show is no exception. Um, we've got a great topic i hope uh that i thought of in the park this morning when you're like we should shoot an episode today and uh and i believe you've got a news story for us as well i do so michael do you want to do uh the topic first or do you want to do the news story first ooh let's do topic first all right let's get into the topic um so this is something that i've kind of been thinking about uh, a lot, just kind of bubbling under the surface. And uh, I'm glad to really put out a, a real podcast and, and really try to digest uh, how I'm feeling about all of this stuff. So today's topic is will cell phones replace cameras?
1: Yeah, I, so- I love this topic, man. Thanks, I man. this
0: topic. I hope uh, all of our listeners love this topic as well. Uh, I think there's a, there's a lot to get into here. So what are kind of your uh, initial thoughts that come, the initial thoughts, initial feelings um, that come up when someone says, hey, man, I think that uh, the way things are going, brother, <laughs> they're gonna, there ain't going to be no cameras anymore, man. It's just going to be all about cell phones. It's going to be about yeah. smartphones. The era of the smartphone. I think
1: that when I have that conversation with Hulk Hogan, he uh, <laughs> I, I, I will <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd agree with him. Uh, yeah. like I've i I've, I've I've brought this up quite a few times Uh-oh. now on the channel. Um it's so hard to argue with it. I, I feel like the one argument that, you know, um, DSLR huggers are kind of holding on to is just like, hey, depth of field and you know, a couple of other things. Here and there, but ultimately, what's going to matter is your video, your photo quality, um, and then the additional aspect of that that feeds is familiarity. And so, with the mobile device, as they get more powerful, as they're able to, you know, you have megapixels going up if that matters to you. You mm-hmm. have uh, the resolution in your in your video um, quality, and, and and even some in-body stabilization we're starting to see with iPhones and some other devices. It's really hard to be on the other side of that argument now looking in saying, Hey, there's no way, but realistically I look at this as, as something that could really hurt the crop sensor market, uh, specifically. Mm, okay. Cause it's uh, kind of replacing like
0: anything entry level, you'll just do on your phone type of thing. Right? Well, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's interesting, man. I think that is uh, a fairly good argument that it's in a way, kind of uh, inevitable and I think like the the point that you brought up about familiarity is definitely a good one like people already know how to use one device and they already know how to use one OS. And do they want to learn like a whole new system like a whole new device and a whole new operating system uh, Mm -hmm. just to do something that they can pretty well do on their on their uh, phone anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, t- to me, kind of, I-, I kind of viewed it more um, in like a convenience versus quality type of thing, uh, where with like a real camera, like uh, something like I have like a DSLR or uh, something like you have, like a mirrorless camera, um, mm-hmm. you are going to get higher quality. Like, let's just be honest, you're still dealing with like twice the megapixels, dynamic range that you can get um, using a proper camera, the ability, to switch out lenses and get a whole bunch of different looks. I mean, these are things uh, like you were saying, the um, depth of field, like having an actually blurred out background. Uh, These are things that right now uh, you can definitely achieve better um, with like, let's say a pro camera. Uh, Mm -hmm. I guess the question is really like is it worth the inconvenience of that on the other side right so kind of the quality versus the convenience the convenience of just having your phone and I'll give you a perfect example since I started doing this daily vlog probably 70 80 percent of it is just shot on my phone why i don't want to carry this camera around all the time (laughs) it shoots better um definitely it's better the the video quality is for sure better even if i shoot in 4k on my cam or on my uh cell phone it doesn't look as good as 1080p on my camera just because of that sensor and and the the lens and everything that you're dealing with but yeah there's there's kind of uh a bit a so many advantages, I guess, as, uh, as cell phones catch up um, or uh, smartphones, I guess, rather catch up to the capabilities of a camera. Uh, and that's when, I guess, uh, cam- camera manufacturers need to get uh, a bit worried.
1: Yeah, and, you know, to feed off of that point around um, convenience, I think yeah. the, the part that feeds into that is the financial side. And that's kind of the reason that I tend to bring up the crop sensors a lot. For a couple of reasons, but one of those being within that price range of a thousand dollars, what are you getting back for it? Mm-hmm. So the other thing to consider here is you talk about Canon. I know you're a Canon lover. At the at the end of the day, Canon, for the most part, does not backfill a lot of the new tech and in and, and, and appealing features that they fuel mm-hmm. into their their um, their full frame cameras and it doesn't necessarily always trickle its way down into the crops until later on. So ultimately we have to look at is like, okay, so for a thousand dollars, I'm an intro level photographer or videographer. Should I spend a thousand dollars on a thing that does one thing? You could argue two things, photo video, or do I spend that thousand dollars on the top line iPhone, get Mm -hmm. crazy functionality, your in-body stabilization, the video quality is going to look fantastic. Sure. You have... Art, you have not true depth of field it's artificial it looks mm-hmm. pretty darn good it looks it's pretty getting darn better good. it's getting better. yeah i think as an intro level person um for this field i think it's really really appealing i think the only thing you'd have to battle is if you start to do gigs there's a level of perception that you'd have to yes, battle yes 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 absolutely yeah.
0: that's that's one that i was for sure going to bring up because, uh, yeah, like with my professional gigs, uh, when I show up and I have like my camera and especially if I have it on like a gimbal or something, just like the perception of that is like, whoa, like this guy is like above. Whereas if I showed up with like one of those, you know, little uh, phone gimbals and my phone, like, oh, I'm here to do your shoot. Uh, <laughs> people are going to laugh at you, right? Or, you know, yeah. They're not going to be wanting to uh, to put a lot of budget behind that because their their perception of it might be like, oh, this is something that uh, my nephew has. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly. So, yeah, I think that uh, in a lot of ways, um, that overlap is uh, or that gap is starting to close, right? As cell phones uh, get closer and closer to the quality of a camera i think you're going to see more and more people making that calculation and saying oh well, do i really need these extra megapixels like do i you know really care um, that my photos are like shot in RAW and I can have all of this like control and uh, you know ability to to do a lot of post work. I guess control is, is another big thing that we didn't really talk about, right? We talked about like convenience. Uh, we talked about familiarity. Uh, I think control is another big part that uh, that the real pros uh, will stick with um, professional cameras for a long time, just because like they're familiar with like if they shoot flat or they shoot in RAW. Um, then they can, you know, pick the color profiles later, they can do a lot of post work and have like full control. I think that is going to be uh part of it. What do you think about that?
1: I think it's really interesting the way you just flip that because basically, you just got my point. You said, yeah, familiarity is 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 crucial. And it exists on both sides, the people that are mm. familiar with their iPhones, but also the people that are familiar with their cameras, right? Yeah, that's um, true yeah I think yeah, I think that's a, a good a good point, right? I mean, like if you have a you know I did this fairly recently as well. I have a, a full frame Sony uh, mirrorless camera, and I wanted to include a incorporate a second secondary camera. So I thought, hey, you know what, let's get something Sony, something that is familiar to me, that writes the same way, that has similar features and functionality, the the software, everything is familiar to me. I'd rather have that plug everything in and go. Um, but that's me at the point that I'm at in my career in the equipment setup that I currently have, because yeah. that obviously has it has to influence your decision, right? So I think, yeah, yeah.
0: but there's just yeah. so I think there's way, way more people who are familiar with like the, you know, iOS uh, on an iPhone, right? Then than the other 100%. way around. So, so that's 100%. why, uh, yeah, that's why I kind, I kind of agree. I'm, I, I think I'm kind of agreeing with you, like the, the point that you brought up, like, yeah, cell phones are kind of replacing cameras. And I think that I'm just kind of like sad about it. <laughs> and I'm trying to uh, like talk, talk, um, kind of play devil's advocate and talk up the advantages of a, of a real camera. But there, there are some, I mean, there's certain like there's reasons why cell phones haven't caught up. There are certain physical yes. reasons. You have a big sensor and a big lens. That's a lot of light that you're taking in. So you're never going to replicate that with like a tiny little lens and a tiny sensor yep. on uh, a cell phone, right? Or on a smartphone. I keep saying cell phone. I should be saying smartphone, but you guys know. It's okay, mean. it's okay, yeah. First, they're, epi- they're first
1: episode back, it's the first episode. <laughs> Get mm-hmm. it together, Jared. Yeah. Um, I had a really good point on what you just mentioned. Oh, please go on. I did. Well, yeah. I would. Yeah, you forgot I it. Just, I forgot it. I forgot it. Oh no. It. <laughs> <laughs> well then,
0: um, I guess I'll keep talking.
1: Pressure's <laughs> <laughs> on you.
0: <laughs> I think the uh, where I do think that um, smartphones have the advantage is uh, computational photography. Right. So. Uh, if you don't know the, the way that your um, smartphone is achieving uh, things like uh, bokeh, like the blurred out background, uh, yeah. like the um, HDR, um, like uh, motion blur, right? This is all done with stacking. So your smartphone doesn't just take one photo when you take a photo it's taking a whole bunch of photos, let's say 10 photos, and then stacking them. So it's very similar to like HDR photography. And, uh, and that's, how that, that's how your um, smartphone is able to achieve all of that. So basically, uh, instead of having one image in low light that looks like crap, if you take like 10 low light images and then stack them all on top of each other, and an algorithm comes in and like picks out the best parts and stacks that all together into one image, Uh, That's how you're getting those good uh, low-light photos. I guess it's called like uh, night mode um, on the Google Pixel. Um, Yeah, that's basically how that's being done, and it does the exact same thing uh, for like the shallow depth of field effect. It's just taking a whole bunch of photos. Some of them are blurry and uh, some of them are focused, and then there's like an algorithm that's like tracing out the subject and blurring out the background. So it's actually kind of simple uh, when you view it like that. And that's what's uh, allowing phones to sort of fake, right, Um, like what can be achieved uh, with a real camera, a real sensor, um, really doing a long exposure and uh, and things like that. Right. It's kind of we're able to now fake that um, on a phone and that sort of makes up for some of the physical limitations. So, uh, again, that's where that's where phones, I think, uh, have the advantage right now.
1: It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, to your point, it, uh, that is as simple as it is, but how quickly it does that is pretty impressive. Yeah, right. And so. we're, we're fairly early on, right. We're, we're talking, I don't know what, three, four max generations of iPhones alone. I, I don't, I'm a little unfamiliar on the rest of the market on that, but that kind of technology is fairly new. Mm-hmm. Um, and just speaking to the point that I did remember, um, <laughs> e- earlier on, um, which bakes into this, I think fairly well is just around you talked to physically, it's impossible to get a sensor, you know, these sensors, these components, these things that fill this body of a camera into an iPhone. But what I will say again, looking at the crop sensor side, look at the size of some of these, look at an A6, A6300. It's maybe an inch thicker than your smartphone it's got 4k capability. You're still getting some depth of field. It's a crop. It's not, it's not a full frame, so it's not as good, but it's still real. Mm-hmm. And, and so what I will say is that, although I think it's possible to get that functionality, whether it's through, you know, a little help from some of the technology that you were just referring to um, by artificially doing it or, or going through an, an, a separate different process, I think it's still really far away. And so to, To I think the crop sensor side within the next four to five years might have to start coming up with some answers as far as full frame and um, and its functionality and what it can do right now. I don't I think they're safe. That's why I never tend to bring up the full frame because there is no comparing the quality uh, of that. And I don't think that you'll be able to for a while. Whereas the crop sensor side, yeah. I think they should be worried and they need to start making some changes. There, and there's a
0: people. reason why when you see those iPhone ads, they're always just like a nice picture from your iPhone. And it's not like iPhone picture next to SLR. Like you ne- <laughs> <laughs> you never, you'll you never see it, right? Because like they, they know that, yeah, you can get a good photo uh, on an iPhone and y- you do have a 12 megapixel camera on there. Um, but yeah, compared to, uh, it just, it's not going to look as good as a 26, uh, megapixel camera. It's just not,
1: it's not. No.
0: So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of it. Um, I did have some examples of, uh, historical attempts to bring these things together, um, to kind of make, uh, a phone that is more like a camera or a camera that is more like a phone because uh, that was always something that i thought was kind of appealing like from the perspective of a uh like a social media creator uh, content creator an influencer uh whatever you want to call yourself um, being able to just take a photo um, on your camera, have that be like a super amazing looking photo, and then, um, you know, taking all the advantages of using like a a real full frame camera, let's say, and then having like an Android OS or whatever rate, Um, In the camera itself that you could then go and post on Instagram or post on Facebook or whatever I mean, that's kind of the holy grail I I can't imagine anybody who wouldn't want that like the process that I have right now where I have to take the photo and then I put it into Lightroom and then I edit it and then I take my SD card and yada yada I mean, I'm I'm pretty used to it now, but let's be honest. It's a pain in the ass, right? So Mm -hmm. Yeah, the ability to um, to just simply shoot on your camera and uh, have your camera kind of also be a smartphone, I think is very attractive. Um, From what I can tell, the technology is not there yet. So the company who's really tried this uh, the most in the past uh, and you Uh, you guys out there might have uh, heard of some of these. Um, If you're one of those weird early adopter people, maybe you bought one of these things. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But for a long time, Samsung was trying to push uh, kind of like phone camera hybrids. Uh, The um, Samsung NX was kind of a a line of cameras uh, that ran on Android with like a huge uh, Android display, basically like a a smartphone in the back of it uh, that you could like take photos and post right on Instagram like I was saying and also the uh, Galaxy uh, camera Samsung Galaxy uh, camera which uh, none of these things really caught on. And uh, in 2017 uh, is when Samsung actually announced that they were killing um, their whole uh, product line of uh, these kind of hybrid camera cell phone things. Um, They did say kind of ominously, though, uh, that they're killing that to launch another uh, whole product category uh, related to cameras. So uh, we'll see what that means. Uh, I guess maybe in the next few years, uh, we're going to find out what they are talking about there. But uh, I, I'm going to guess that you never shot any photos on a uh, Samsung NX and <laughs> never got your hands on one of those.
1: <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Um, but, you know, I'm still waiting. Samsung, you know, if you want to send me an old one, I would do a video. I would definitely do
0: a video. It, that would be That would be a vlog, right? like get mm-hmm. the uh, the NX and shoot some photos on that and see how, uh, how it stacks up. Uh, another thing that I'd like to get my hands on, so we're gonna go into uh, a, a more modern try. Um, Samsung is kind of giving up here, uh, throwing in the towel, um, but we have uh, another company stepping up to the plate here in China. Uh, so, uh, oh man, forgive me, forgive me. I tried to look up how to pronounce this. Um, Young Neo, Young Neo. That sounds right. Uh, sure, it sounds, sounds fine. Uh, the, <laughs> the YN450M. So this is uh, kind of uh, along the same lines of what Samsung was trying. Uh, you've got a camera uh, with a micro four thirds sensor uh, and it runs Android. Uh, so again, being able to just take a photo, take a video, uh, edit it right on one device and upload it right on one device. Uh, that's what they're trying to do here uh, with Young Neo uh, with the NYN450M. Very, very, uh, just, just rolls off the tongue, right? Such a catchy name. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that, Michael, we will be able to do uh, a vlog with this camera because it's only available in China. That's sad. That's sad, isn't it? Uh, But I have a bunch more information on it if you want to get into it. Sure. Yeah, so let's get into some of the specs on this device. Uh, So we're actually dealing with a uh, micro four thirds Uh, sensor and mount, as I mentioned before, so 16 megapixels on that bad boy, and the only way that we can really, I think, uh, fully appreciate um, these specs is by kind of comparing it to other uh, kind of cameras at first, uh, maybe to see how it stacks up as a camera. And mm-hmm. then comparing it to phones uh, a little bit later on when we get into some of the phone stuff. Um, yeah, so a 16 megapixel uh, micro four thirds. I mean, that's pretty weak. It honestly, it's not fantastic. Um, it does shoot in 4K, but only at uh, 30 frames per second. My Google Pixel shoots 4K 60, right? Mm-hmm. Like. So not great, not great. Uh, I can't actually shoot 4K on my 6D, but I can shoot in 60 frames per second. Uh, so at least I can do slow motion. Um, when we get into some of the other specs here, uh, other things that you might be concerned about as a photographer is definitely uh, shooting in the raw format. This camera, it's camera, cell phone camera, smartphone, (laughs) uh, does support the raw format. And you've got 32 gigabytes of storage, uh, which is okay, I guess. Quite a few photos. uh, And a uh, SD, I guess, like a micro SD card slot on there uh, so that you can store your photos, uh, store quite a few photos. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, not, not terrible. Um, kind of, I think if they were able to bump that up to 4K 60 frames per second, uh, that would help a lot. And at, uh, at 16 megapixels, I mean, when you're looking at the iPhone 12, which has a 12 megapixel camera, actually it has like four, (laughs) four of them, I guess, uh, three or four. So I don't know, is this thing really stocking up? Is this something that uh, that you're rushing up to buy to get those uh, few extra megapixels? I'm not sure, right? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So let's talk about how so we're going to say on the category of camera, uh, probably probably a bit of a failure, right? and yeah and from the uh the articles and uh and stuff that i read and the youtube videos that i watched really quickly (laughs) right before we record this uh that seems to be the experience of uh of some people who are able to get their hands on this thing is yeah it's just not really stacking up uh as a camera uh as a phone Uh, It's 4G, it doesn't have 5G capabilities. That seems like a huge oversight to me. It's pretty much obsolete the second that it hits the market. Uh, Maybe not in China, but here for sure. Um, You're dealing with three gigabytes of RAM, which again is uh, pretty weak. Uh, Oh boy. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. That's weak. Uh, The um, iPhone 12 uh, has double that. And uh, Pixel has a little bit more, um, eight gigabytes of RAM. So three, I mean that's a pretty uh, slow, it's a pretty slow phone. And uh, in the reviews that I was reading, it was saying that like it's not very responsive. Um, it does have an eight core processor, which I guess helps. Uh, But having um, so little RAM is definitely going to contribute to a bit of a slow performance. I did find out in doing this research, though, that uh, even this piece of crap from China has a better processor uh, than the six core processor in the iPhone 12 Max. So Mm. we can see where iPhone is uh, is putting... Uh, their technology, putting their hardware into all of those cameras, because every even the selfie camera uh, on the iPhone 12 uh, is 12 megapixels. Mm. Just so you know, if you haven't fallen asleep already, um, this thing isn't really great <laughs> as uh, as a camera or as a smartphone.
1: That's yeah. uh, That's my take. What do you think, buddy? <sighs> I think that So Samsung and then the the Neo. We're just gonna call it the Neo. Ooh, yeah, young. Just just throw a young on that, like uh, Keanu Reeves.
0: Keanu Reeves, but a baby, young Neo.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, young Neo. Brilliant, good, good, good call there. Um, I think they both looked at it wrong. You know, like I think Samsung was too early, and I think that um, young Neo. uh, I I think they put put money in the wrong places. I, I think where so for starters, I was a little unfamiliar with this space. I, I had no idea that this was something that Samsung, Samsung had tried. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, um, I mean, the, the, the young Neo product isn't even in North America. So that's another, uh, another thing there to touch on, which is your marketing has been garbage. Basically, if you're Samsung, you need to put this out. You need to put marketing dollars in front of it. Again, not at the right time, but if they came out to market now, and let's say they teamed up with Adobe. They teamed up with, you know, and you say, hey, this has, even if it's a limited version, Photoshop Express, whatever, mm-hmm. you can take photos, edit on a on a, on a on a piece of software that's familiar to you. We, familiarity is definitely the topic, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the running theme here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, upload it to the cloud, continue your progress on your computer, right? Like th- there are ways that they could have done this. Having three gigs RAM is garbage. So that doesn't do much for you if you want to be also, if you also want to be able to edit on this now, I know that the young Neo also has like a SIM card slot and mm-hmm. like, it just, it, it's not so much about it being a phone. It's yeah. about it being as convenient as a phone. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that, that that's where I think they missed out on a little bit because yeah. it still needs to be, and at least in the way that they've built this thing, it needs to be a camera first and, a, yeah. and have that phone functionality second. But to your point, having the ability to upgrade to your, your TikTok, your, face, uh, your, sure, your Facebook, your YouTube, your, whatever that is, also natively from the, from the phone or from the device would mm-hmm. be absolutely incredible. I think that there's an opportunity here. I think right now is a really good sweet spot where you have really well fleshed out Adobe products that just natively live on the app stores already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. They were still trying to figure that out a little bit. They had very limited Adobe, at least. I'm saying Adobe. and referencing Adobe because, honestly, Adobe is primarily the one that everyone's using. If you're using something so else, using, you're if you're using weird. Pixelmator, get out of here, okay? <laughs> like, what Uns- are you doing? Unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> unfollow. Unsubscribe. No, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. No, no, please. not from Jared. No, no, no. <laughs> double, double down. Get a friend to sub. Um, yeah and to photography yeah. brothers too on spotify we need we need the numbers hey guys. hey that's a good plug right there because we're hey. on spotify now right we're on Spotify, so, baby. so go follow us there check that out share that around mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um yeah man that that's kind of kind of like my short and sweet look on that is if you can kind of take advantage of the place where we are right now with with mobile software and make a really good camera What if you make something that has the functionality of an a6400 or something along those lines where you have that 4K, like you mentioned, 4K60, you have really good, at least base crop sensor functionality, and that's what you make crop sensors going forward. Mm -hmm. I think Sony's in a great position to do this. They have mobile uh, experience, right, with their Xperia line. Um, Obviously, they make cameras, uh, the best cameras. Um, (laughs) I think they're in a great position to do something like that, but that's just my take.
0: Yeah, I think uh, ultimately, like now that I'm really sitting here and now that we're really hashing it out, um, I don't think that I'm really afraid of the advances that are being made uh, to make cell phone photos and videos better, uh, because at the end of the day, if we like are able to smash what's good about a phone and what's good about a camera together uh, and create like the best possible thing. Like I'm just thinking, what if you take the capabilities of your camera, um, again, like those physical things, having a big old sensor, uh, and then use computational photography on top of that. Like then you're even yeah. boosting like your HDR to the next level. And that that kind of stuff is, uh, is uh incredibly appealing to me but yeah just the the ease of use um and the familiarity and stuff like that is definitely going to be huge and the day that I uh don't ever have to take out an SD card and edit on uh on an external device uh just just to to put out some content uh
1: that'll be a great day yeah for sure I did like that there was onboard storage but I do think that would need to be higher but that that is cool though yeah It's good that someone's trying,
0: right? Like, uh, you know, we're not we're not here to shit on young Neo either. So (laughs) no, like it's good. uh, It's good. You know, Samsung kind of gave up and uh, and at least these guys are still trying. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And apparently, uh, like I said, Samsung is going to drop a whole there's basically said in that in uh, that release that they're going to drop a whole nother category of camera products. So I'm excited to uh, to see to see what goes on uh, here in the future. Mm Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, Should we get into the news? Let's do it!
1: All right. Um, Something that I found very interesting, and this is something that, interestingly enough, ties back to what we were talking about in in the beginning of the podcast, which was obviously we're talking about... um, some of the changes you made on your channel, you're starting to do some daily vlogs. And you, know, you were talking to me a little bit prior to recording about how it's kind of forced you to try new things and experiment a bit more with photography and, learn, and even learn a bit more too, which is really interesting. And I think there's something to be said about YouTube and how it's been able to assist photographers. But in this way, I wanna talk about financially. Um, cool. So there was an article that came out from F Stoppers, um, mainly uh, highlighted a video, which I just I just watched the video, uh, and you know we're talking about a wedding photographer. He was making upwards of a hundred thousand a year. Um, you know he is the primary um, source of income in the home, and as you can imagine, as an event photographer, as a wedding photographer. <laughs> Thank you for drawing the graph. <laughs> that's pretty much, yeah. That's pretty much. Well, that's pretty much how it went. I mean, his his business was cut down to about a quarter, um, yeah, of, of sucks, what man. he was able to do, right? And so no, yeah, I'm making right. I'm making a joke about it, but that honestly sucks. No, no, I know, and it's you know I think it's it's okay. You know, he's he's been able to really turn things around, and that's kind of why I wanted to highlight. Oh, this okay, because... I don't
0: feel bad making fun of him then.
1: No, 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 don't don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean. This guy for one, I really recommend watching the video and, and I'll make sure to send that over to, to Jared so, so he can include that in the description because there is some really good information here on how you can take similar steps and even just understanding, um, a bit more on how that money comes to be and, and the different places they come from. So, um, you know, he started a channel casually up the uploading in 2015, very casual. 2020 comes along. He's got a lot more time. He says, Hey, I'm a lot more wise. I've learned a lot. I'm going to create content out on a regular content schedule and he took off. And so now we're here end of the year and he's basically discussing the, basically what the revenue looks like almost like in a versus viewpoint, like versus just shooting my weddings versus shooting, uh, just been shooting my, my videos and whatever. Holy cow, man. This is super interesting. It's really interesting. So, Um, I thought for one, let's look at the numbers because they're really impressive. And and it's not like if you follow the tips in his videos, you're going to be making this money, but it's, it was a really informative video and he basically, so there's ad revenue, right? Of course you get to a certain point. Um, you have views and you have, um, enough subscribers. which I believe 1000 is, is the quota. And then you have to have at least 4,000 views. Uh, sorry, watching, watching, watching hours, watching hours. Yeah. So we're talking um,
0: uh, YouTube. Just to be clear, we're talking about YouTube partnership program here. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And that is exclusively. And so that is 20,000 that he made uh, on ads in a year. In the year. Wow. Which is pretty high for ads from what I understand the current state of YouTube. Um, then obviously Amazon affiliation. With right? how many so,
0: subscribers do you have that number?
1: Ooh, you really ask in the. <laughs> the questions i should have the answers to <laughs> really yeah. asking the easy questions <laughs> but here's the beautiful thing jared as you're yes. editing yeah. you'll be able to put the number right here right right, <laughs> right here. Yes, wow um, with that with that number with that number wow big or large uh n- so amazon affiliation um just for anyone who who doesn't necessarily understand who that is what that is you might um you might have heard uh, or at least witnessed, that on some of the YouTube channels that you follow, when they're talking to a product, they mention it, they'll often include these Amazon links in their description. And that is because the moment you click on that link, it you don't even have to purchase that item. Anywhere you go after that point, there's a tracking code. You purchase stuff, you're getting a commission almost. It's not like, you know, when you sell a house and you get like a big percentage of it, but it's, it's small and it's accumulative. And if you have an audience, it's, it can be significant. So this man here earned $90,000 on Amazon affiliation.
0: Oh, man. Um, I tried to do affiliates before and they got rid of my account because I wasn't sending enough
1: traffic. This is (laughs) making me feel bad. I don't know if we should do this. We're in the same boat, man. We're in the same (laughs) boat. We'll we'll cry it out after. Um, And then lastly, um, the other thing um, was just around merch, um, which he also tied together with presets. So obviously, you know, your favorite... Yeah, right? Your favorite... You know, YouTubers, um, you know, odds are they're selling presets. You're familiar with that concept. Maybe they have merch, um, you know, Fro Knows Photos has, you know, a bunch of the funny fro uh, images on his, on shirts and he sells those. So merch and presets, he made $40,000. So um, obviously and that's pre- going to presets, just in case uh, people don't know what you're talking about. Presets, um, yeah. So if you aren't familiar with that, then it's, it's essentially, you know, if you like the way that a lot of the people um, you take photos edit their photos, um, what they've started to do is create a preset list, which is essentially um, a list of different, almost like filters that you can apply when you're inside of Lightroom. Um, I think it's pretty much just Lightroom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then from there, you know, you can make your tweaks of course, because you're within that platform, it just highlights whatever, but you have that core uh, vibe, I guess that core edit, style and so they'll do that and they'll charge a little bit you know maybe 15 20 bucks some people depending on their status um like to really overcharge on those video uh
0: videographers do the same with uh lots and premiere
1: yeah yeah so i thought that was super super interesting you know it's a story of someone who really like was on the worst end of it from a photography standpoint in, 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 in regards to what he is shooting, what his subject is um, you know, imagine how defeated, how sad, how upset, how scary it Mm -hmm. must've been. Mm -hmm. And then to flip it around and basically earn, you know, you earn more, you know, I don't, this is before taxes. So probably got destroyed on taxes. But with that being said, to end a year like that is really, really inspiring and motivating. And there are two reasons I wanted to bring up this topic. One was you might be one of those people. And, and I guess my point here was just to bring up a really positive situation where someone started in a really, really bad situation. You might be familiar with it. You might be able to, to relate to it. Maybe you're in events and he was able to turn it around. There are some really good tips in here that could really help you out into maybe just dipping your toe in, in YouTube. And that can have so many positive effects for you. Of course you can create a separate revenue stream from here. If you're successful enough at it, um, like Jared mentioned earlier on, it gives you the ability while you're not in necessarily in practice because the mm-hmm. gigs aren't mm-hmm. there to continue yeah. to be in practice and to continue to take and, and learn, um, continue to, grow, to continue grow. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so I just, I really wanted to to bring this up because I think it's a really important resource for people from a motivation and from um, just like in general, a a learning perspective as well.
0: Nice, yeah, uh, that's an awesome story. I'm definitely going to uh, link that article and video and uh, whatnot uh, down in the description so you guys can check that out. Uh, Yeah, great to have uh, a victory story here. Yeah. where, you know, things kind of got their darkest and someone was able to pull themselves out of it. Uh, I always love to hear that. And it definitely, I think, uh, you know, when you get to a point in business where things uh, aren't really working out, uh, I think a lot of people would kind of just maybe feel a little bit defeated and and maybe want to give up. Uh, And when you hear stories like this, it really encourages you and you got to view it as an opportunity, right? Like this uh, revenue stream of weddings and whatnot went away. And I think with like the numbers that you gave there, he was actually able to make more money by making content. I would guess he's also enjoying life a lot more because shooting weddings is stressful. That should be in a separate episode. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, just like the amount of I wonder just how it stacks up in terms of like the amount of actual work. And then uh, the fact that like he's just keep uh, when you're making content, you're just like continually building up your own empire, building up your own revenue stream. Right. Rather than uh, like working B2B where you're essentially like taking your skills. And using them to uh, to build up somebody else's, which is great. Uh, you, you do make money like I've made my living uh, doing that. Um, but yeah, if you could make it like right off of uh, the content itself, then that is a whole another thing, uh,
1: you know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. interesting. Well, it, another part to consider here as well is like, hey, you know, he was able to utilize that time very effectively. And now he's at a point again. Of course, we talked about the financial success he had last year. What about moving forward? What about as we begin to move towards a place that's a bit more, quote unquote, quote unquote, normal? Um, Well, yeah. So, of course, he's not going to have that time to produce content at that same level, assuming that his wedding photography business come back at even 75% of what it used to be. But now you're at a place, you, ha- you did the hard part, you grinded it out and you got people there watching and, and committing to you. Look at the mm-hmm. merch sales, right? Like merch sales, that, that tells me a lot about how invested is, li- financially and emotionally invested yeah, no his doubt. audience is. And so you did the hard part, now maintenance, guess what? What does half of everyone do? They hire editors, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You're at a point now where you can continue to do that and and also get back to that familiar place of taking your photos, and you're in a way better place than you used to be. And I think that there's something to be learned, just around um, for sure, for sure, sitting okay. that sitting place versus.
0: You know, getting getting the channel in place, getting the audience, uh, like getting everything set up, your banner, your website, all of your social media links, uh, having all of that. That's it's true. That's a lot of the hard work. Uh, I've also noticed since I've been doing like more steady content that like the workflow gets a lot more precise and a lot, uh, a lot simpler and a lot faster. Honestly, like I've Mm. gotten even in doing this in like the last five days, I've gotten faster at editing. I'm getting better at using my shortcuts and just really precise in terms of like, what is the process of this? Okay, I come up with the idea, I shoot it, I import footage from my camera, I import footage from uh, my phone, uh, I combine it all in Premiere, I edit the vlog, I publish it, I delete all that footage, and then I go to bed. And it's like, um, you know, just having that process um, so streamlined, where there's like no question about like, What's the next thing that I need to do? Uh, yeah, that's definitely. It definitely gets easier
1: once once you start. Yeah, that's so. That's a. I love that you talked to that because I think you really just really expanded on, on, on on what we were saying in in like being able to grow through it um, a, from a technical standpoint, an mm-hmm. efficiency standpoint, but also the other point here is like the marketing. Man, the amount of content. That was a. that's just purely about that one thing that you shoot around and that your business is based around, that you spent a year you know, fueling content around. Guess what? In 2020, 2021, hopefully, ideally, fingers crossed, we get to that place, 2022 I, I, at least. Now, when people are searching it up, you know, Jared, you tell me to get better at SEO all the time. Your SEO is fantastic, right? You're showing it's up- getting better. On, no, not have, you specifically. I met a person in that position, but your SEO have, is pretty good. Too. <laughs> I have a unique name. You're named Michael. You're already screwed out of the gate. Hey man, I'm MM <laughs> M- Costa Photography. Okay. MM Costa Photography. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I think if there's one message to take out of this, I think it's, you know, one, how, how, sorry. One part of that is how, how can you use that time and how, and, and, can it better you? Maybe not immediately. I, for him, it was almost immediately, but even down the line when we talk about marketing and and the brand awareness and stuff like that, um, I think, you know, just make it, I think if you feel comfortable enough to speak to a camera, you probably should create a YouTube channel and just start dabble. I think so. Put put your foot, foot in the water. And, um, you know, if you're worried about, hey, you know, I saw Jared, um, not you, Jared, Jared from uh, um, Fro Photo. If you look mm-hmm. at, yeah, sure, you, you, Jared as well. You look at me, you look at a lot of the creatives locally and, and internationally, the large names, and you think, hey, but they're so, they got such a personality for it. I don't feel like I have that personality for it. You have it because there are a lot of other people that are going similar to think similarly to you. That's mm-hmm. why all of these people succeeded because there was someone who wasn't necessarily like them and then there was and then everyone gravitated towards that so don't be so concerned about being not really like the other people that exist in that market or that channel or that platform be more concerned about hey that you have something unique to bring and so coming into it with just full-on authenticity could really really uh do you really good you're telling the audience out there that they need to create a youtube channel
0: because they're a special and unique little snowflake exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly that is the message of the show today guys you are a unique snowflake and yes. uh no but honestly i mean i'm making fun of it but it's it's definitely true um the, the whole like personal brand thing uh there's whatever your personality is like you're saying there's people out there who are like you and uh despite what you might think like your day-to-day life is probably like pretty interesting to somebody, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, even if yeah. it's not that interesting to you, like I would love to to watch a vlog by like a, an Uber driver or whatever, right? And just like see what their life is like.
1: That'd be awesome. I think that's a good thing for the comments down below. If you are if you got into YouTube in 2020, if you're thinking about getting it into it in 2021, um, regardless of when you watch this video uh, live or, or a few months from now, drop it a link in the comments below and me and Jared will give it a look. We'll leave a comment. We'll give you some feedback. I, if you don't mind, Jared, no, i have got nice to sign that. That you no, up. For certainly, it. certainly. Uh, yeah,
0: guys, if you got, if you're uh, content creators as well, um, if you're listening to this, uh, I probably already know you, and I probably already know that you make content. <laughs> but uh, if I don't, um, we would love to give you guys some feedback. It's one of my favorite things to do, uh, and something that I basically do all the time uh, for any of my friends that want to get into creating any type of content, be it podcast, be it YouTube, be it whatever. Uh, Yeah, uh, I'm definitely here to offer some advice and some support. Not that I'm a a perfect genius, but I have made a lot of content and uh, I have gotten some work and made some money doing it. And uh, so has Michael. So, yeah, we'd love to we'd love to help you guys out with that. Beautiful. So I guess that's the show. You want to
1: get out of here? Yeah, let's go, man. I got to go grab a I don't know pick a food. I'm going to grab a baguette, slap some butter in there. This guy's going to have a baguette. Uh, I've got
0: a meeting and a vlog to shoot, so uh, we're going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, to another episode of Photography Brothers. Whether you're watching it here on YouTube or uh, listening on Spotify, uh, you know that we uh, we appreciate you. And we look forward to uh, seeing you back here on the next episode of
1: Photography Brothers. Thank you so much for watching.